0: Everybody, this is Cynthia Barnes back with another episode of Unstoppable. And today we're going to talk about image, the image of business and the image of personal branding with none other than Carol Eckerly. Helping others shine is Carol's. Yes. Hello, <laughs> Carol. I can't wait. To Helping say others hi. shine. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Helping others shine is Carol's passion, and the Michigan native puts those around her at ease with her frank and fun communication style. Her love for sharing positive insights about first impressions, professional image, and personal branding has led her to become a sought-after corporate speaker and consultant. With a business background in management, marketing, and sales, Carol is a pro at stoking a fire within her audience and private clients. An advocate for confidence, Carol guides individuals through an exploration of what makes them unique while empowering, educating, and encouraging them through her image impact branding programs. A powerhouse combination of professional image and personal brand. Carol, welcome to Unstoppable. How are you?
1: Oh, I am great. And Cynthia, thank you so much for the invitation to be here. I'm excited for your uh, new podcast and I'm happy to be here. So thank you.
0: Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I have been, well, we worked together before and asking questions about personal branding. I want to get into the nitty gritty of branding and image. And I know that there's no one better than you to help us through that. So first of all, the word image means different things to different people. When you talk about image as it pertains to personal branding, what do you mean?
1: Well, image really is your foundational piece. And and there are four components to image, if you will. It's your appearance, your behavior, your communication, and your digital presence. So it's the ABCs plus D that you can remember. So appearance, behavior, communication, digital presence. Those are the things, those are your foundational pieces. My goal for my clients is that it's clear, consistent, confident and credible, that you're building credibility. And this allows you then to be able to shout out what you bring, what's uniquely you and how to attract clients, which is, is what you're doing with your personal brand, right? So it's that foundational piece that allows your personal brand to really come shining through. I love that. And in sales speak, we always
0: talk about the unique value proposition or unique selling proposition. How does that apply when we're trying to put our best foot forward and compete with other sales reps?
1: Well, imagine this, Cynthia, if you walk into a room and you walk back out, what message are you leaving behind? And when it comes to sales and client acquisition and business development, that's really important. That first impression is a make it or break it. And if you are not consistent or credible in your, very honestly, your appearance, because that's what we're talking about at that point, right? First impressions happen very, very quickly. If your appearance is not telling the story that you want it to tell and there's miscommunication, that's when the person on the other end may say, oh, I don't know about this. I'm more comfortable with this person over here that I understand and I connect with. So it's a connection piece that is a strategic tool that you can use to to help you move forward when it comes to that. Sales piece.
0: I love your acronym of, let me make sure I got this right appearance, branding, communication, and digital presence. Did I get those right?
1: Yeah, it's the ABCs. And it, you know, it certainly is not mine. It's something that's pretty generally thought of when, you know, in the image consulting world. One of the things, one of the acronyms that I do love to use that is mine is the voice acronym. And that is allowing you to be a visible, original, impactful, confident, go to expert and that's my goal for my clients and that's where we bring that image and that personal branding pieces together to allow that to happen for you.
0: Okay. Well, let's take apart the voice acronym. Sure. For the V in that, what is the biggest mistake you see people make when it comes to voice?
1: Yeah. So, visible credibility is what that V stands for and the the biggest problem okay. that I see is the consistency. So the visible credibility is being visible, right? So, you know, it's what we see. It's our first Mm -hmm. introduction to people. And when people aren't consistent, they're all over the place. People get confused. And then that confusion adds to, you know, adds to mistrust a lot of times. And people throw up their hands and walk away. They just don't give you credence that you deserve. They don't give you the time to explain you know i mean the fact is is that we don't walk around with our work history and our education and our knowledge around our necks i mean we don't we don't have a cv we don't have a you know our resume front and center we visually speaking are our resume if you will and it's almost like thinking of yourself as a billboard for your business you know a billboard is very strategic so that when you see it at the flash mm-hmm. you know with a quick flash when you're driving by it either resonates with you or it doesn't resonate with you. And that's what you're doing with your visible credibility. And it's not just how you show up in person, but it's how you're showing up in pictures and how you're showing up on video as well. Okay. So let's talk about the O. What's the biggest mistake when it comes to the next letter? Yeah. Yeah. So O is for originality and opportunity. I think maybe it's not even a mistake, but maybe just a missed opportunity that people aren't stepping into their originality So that opportunities, the right opportunities are coming their way. A lot of times we, you know, I'm going to use the word authentic, and I know it's a a big buzzword that's been used and and maybe even overused. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that we all respond better when we feel like ourselves. And we all come with different expertise and different knowledge and different experiences that make us original. And when we step into that, that's when opportunities that make more sense for us come our way. And i that's one of my favorite parts about what I do is kind of getting down to the nitty gritty and recognizing what makes somebody really special. And then how can we shout that out so that, again, they're talking to the people that can make their goals come true and that they are finding the right people to help make their goals come true, right? It's really pretty exciting to, to see that happen. So I think the biggest mistake, if you will, or opportunity is just... Not allowing yourself to maybe be a little bit vulnerable and open minded Mm. as to what you really have to offer. Okay, now let's go to the I. Yeah, yeah. So I is impactful, impactful. And, you know, we need to have impact. We need to lead with impact. We need to leave with impact. And you know, what is it that you again, so, you know, you've got this original component to you, but how are you making your statement? What are you leaving behind? I love the name of your new Mm -hmm. podcast, unstoppable. That's impactful. That's impactful. Have some impact, make sure that your image is in line so that when you, you know, when you walk into a room, you make an impact. And when you leave the room, you've made an impact and it's a positive impact and it's impact that you have chosen. to Yes not the one that's misinterpreted about you. Yes,
0: I love that. The C I'm guessing is for credibility.
1: Yeah, credibility and confidence. You know, they kind of go together. When you can build your credibility and you see for yourself Mm -hmm. what you're capable of and what you brought to the table, your confidence goes up. You know, I have a a program that I work with clients on and, and it's video based, but it's really building their credibility with video as the base Mm -hmm. and then we build out from there. It's a, you know, it's a kind of a long story, but anyway, (laughs) the point of it is, is that when you start talking about what you bring to the table, what you can do to help others and why you are the person that can help them, your confidence goes up, you know? And, you know, I see it time and time again where people go to networking events or they're, you know, meeting a client for the first time and they feel scattered. They don't feel like they're not very confident. And a couple things I see happening. Number Mm -hmm. one, they went to their closet in the morning and they didn't know what to put on because A, they just don't know what to wear and B, nothing in there seems to fit or feel good. And C, they aren't able to really articulate their competitive advantage and what they bring to the table and why somebody should choose them. And when they can do that, because they've been building credibility and they've been talking about things. And that's why LinkedIn is such a fantastic, valuable platform, because it allows you to do this on a daily basis to professionals that you want to reach. It becomes yes. second nature to you. And then your confidence just goes up from there because you're well rehearsed and you're well versed in, in your mm-hmm. own abilities.
0: Yes, absolutely. And last but definitely
1: not least, let's get to that E. Yeah, expertise. So this is another thing that I see time and again is that people work really hard on the image and the visible credibility piece, but they are not shouting out their expertise. And you have got to do that. You know, if you don't look at yourself as an expert, I'm not sure why other people would. And <laughs> that goes back to confidence, sure. right? And you know, it's it's yes. not one of those things where you're bragging about what you do. It's one of those things where you are You're gifting people with a solution that maybe they didn't realize was there. And that's really the fact that you have an expertise to a certain group of people and you are confident enough to, to put it out there so that the right people can find you when they need you, you know, going back to that billboard analogy that I gave, you know, for billboards, three things happen, right? You drive by, you don't notice it, you don't care. You drive by, you do notice it, but it's not for you right now. But what happens is that maybe down the line you remember and you think, oh, wow, I remember that billboard. Mm -hmm. I should call them now that I have that problem. Or you say, you know what? I don't have that problem, but my friend does and I should recommend them. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that happen and that's what happens to us when we walk into a room or we show up online or in video or in pictures, that's the beginning piece. So that voice acronym kind of takes you through You got to start with a visible credibility and work your way through being able to shout out the expertise that you bring to the table so that people can see you, they can hear you, they can remember you, and it's for all the right reasons. And
0: I think credibility also stems from consistency.
1: Because Absolutely. you can
0: post once a month on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but like that billboard, that billboard is on your way home every <laughs> single day. So it's yes. planting seeds every single day. Yes. So when you do have that problem, you remember that billboard because of the repetition
1: and the consistency mm-hmm. of it being there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, that's something that, you know, people don't realize because they, they think a couple different ways when it comes to that consistency piece. And let's take LinkedIn as, as a great example What happens is that just because you only go on once a week, doesn't mean that everybody that you know is on at the same time once a week (laughs) to see the post that you posted. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be consistent. You've got to put things up three, four, five times a week. And the other part of consistency too, is making sure that the brand is recognizable. That it's not willy-nilly, but it's strategic. It's strategic that your messaging is in line. But yeah, there's got to be consistency to the whole thing. Absolutely.
0: Got to be. Got to be. And I love what you said earlier, and I will paraphrase that. A confused mind does nothing. Yeah. So if you are all (laughs) over the place... People are gonna say, well, well, what is she doing now? What is mm-hmm. she promoting now? I've got a couple of friends that every time I, I see them on a social media platform, they're advertising something different. And I just think, what do you do?
1: Yeah. What do you do? Oh my gosh, that's like the kiss of death question, right?
0: <laughs> it is. What's it death? is.
1: Yeah. If I have to ask, what do
0: you do? Mm-hmm. Then I know there's others out there that are equally as confused.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and I think one of the things that's really hard to do, and I struggled with this too, is that you kind of want to be everything to everybody. You don't want to miss out on any opportunities, especially when you're you're building a business. And I think, that you know, and, and I know others will disagree with me, but I will say from my own experience, I think when you narrow your niche, what happens is that you start talking to the people that you really want to attract, number one, and those that are on the periphery. So, for instance, I just talked to somebody who is going to be a uh, coach for former high-performing athletes. And you know, one of the things that we said is that you know, just because that's her niche does not mean that other people may not be attracted to her coaching style and what she brings to the table. What happens then is that you can then decide whether you want to go forward and take on those people as clients, or do you want to say no? and there there's power in the word no. There is power in the word no" and yes. being able to be able to select you know who you're working with, but when you narrow in your niche like that, like you just said, people aren't saying to you what do you do because you're speaking very clearly about what you do, what you bring to the table and who you serve. Yes, yeah. yes. and lastly, the results that
0: you get. If you can clearly articulate who you are, who you serve, and the results that you get, mm-hmm. then that walking billboard allows evangelizers to market for you. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, Carol, how did you get started in the image consulting business?
1: Oh, gosh. That's actually kind of a funny story. Eh? I had a jewelry business, and one of the other reps opened an image consulting business. And I thought, what? in the world is that? <laughs> and I literally watched her for an entire year. I was so intrigued by the whole thing. And so many of the components spoke to me and things that I had done in my previous life, um, previous experience. And and like I said, I just watched her and I watched her and I thought it, it and here's the other thing, Cynthia, is that I was at a moment where I knew that my life was gonna transition and I needed something more. It was calling me back that I needed to do something for myself. My kids were gonna be graduating from high school pretty soon. And although I loved my business, it wasn't fulfilling as it really needed to be. Mm -hmm. So I watched this woman, I watched her for a whole year. I started doing research on what I would need to do to become trained and certified and what that business would look like. And then the other thing that I did was I wrote a list I wrote a list of everything that made me me not Carol Morris the wife and mom not Carol Morris the daughter but Carol Morris Eckerly the woman that I am now and what what did I used to love to do that I would you know love to bring back in my life so that was one thing that I did so I kind of had an idea of that. And then I went to my nearest and dearest friends who just happened to have known me since high school, if not before. And I brought the idea to them and I said, what do you think? It was almost like I did my own little mini 360 <laughs> analysis. Yeah. And I said, what do you think about this idea? You know, what, what do you like? What don't you like? What, what, what are your thoughts? And it just all came together and i thought you know what this is it this is kind of the missing component for me and you know we talked earlier about being really strategic about who you want to talk to and it took me a while to figure out who that was when i first started you know i worked with stay-at-home moms and i worked with retirees and i you know i piecemealed different things together and it was honestly very frustrating because as it turns out (laughs) (laughs) I might be a little bit of a control freak when it comes to making sure that people get from point A to point B and they actually get there. So interestingly enough, one of my very first mentors in that business said, Carol, you should really be in corporate image consulting, not personal image consulting and personal branding space. And because they knew my history and everything. And I thought, oh gosh, I don't want to be corporate. You know, I, I, I don't want to go back to corporate. I don't want to wear a blue suit. I don't want to do those things. And then I thought to myself, well, that's the whole point is that you're helping people to find what is really naturally them and makes them successful without being, you know, in a box. And so once I got through that aha moment myself. It's the pieces started really coming together, you know, and I moved from, you know, just helping anybody to helping a very specific group of people. Then I scaled it down from, you know, helping any professional to female leaders. And, you know, now it's female leaders who are really ready to step out and up to that next challenge. And it, it's it's really been quite fascinating, but it really did start with, you know, one woman opening up her own image consulting business and just, you know, tweaking, and, you know, getting my, I, I want to say the hair is up on the back of my neck, but I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, it in an exciting way, I was just mesmerized by what was out there that I didn't even know existed.
0: Yes, that's exciting. That is a great story. When I talk to women in sales who are individual contributors, not ready for sales leadership, mm-hmm. I think about their personal brand. And in my own instance i wish that i had started thinking about my personal brand before i needed to what yeah. are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean th- there are, are those are very very wise words <laughs> you know be, being strategic and being prepared you need those are things that need to be done before you ever think they need to be done they truly you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, "Well, once I reach this level of my business, then I'll do that." But what's happening is that you may not reach that level of your business quickly enough because you haven't done that. This is a foundational piece. Exactly, it is a foundational piece. And you know, I I, I mentioned this earlier about going to your closet and being frustrated. It, it sounds mm-hmm. so frivolous. Oh, who cares what you wear? It doesn't matter. Just pull something out of the closet, but. If it doesn't make you feel good and you don't leave the house or jump on a Zoom call feeling impactful and empowered, you're doing yourself a disservice and people can feel that. They can feel when you have confidence. Confidence breeds confidence. Mm -hmm. And they can also feel when you don't feel good. And that lack of confidence can really, wow, that, that, that can tank something pretty darn quickly. You know, so, you know, back, back to the question, it needs to be, it should be something that they're teaching in school, honestly. I mean, I, I think it is just as important as the academic piece of the puzzle and the, the experience piece of the puzzle, your image, I even trademarked this, your image is your business. Your image yes. is your business. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. When you were growing up, who were the people that influenced you the most?
1: Oh gosh, my mom, hands down, hands down. (laughs) Tell me why. Yeah, she was a great, great businesswoman. And she just, she did things the right way. And for the right reasons, she always wanted to help other people and she always she had forethought, you know, she didn't do things willy nilly. I mean, she had her moments of, you know, creativity and a a bit of craziness as we all do, or some of us do, but she was very intentional with what she did. She was a great businesswoman, And more than that, she was a great, so not only was she a great role model, but she was a great mentor and she was a great cheerleader. And, you know, my path in life has been very, very windy. You know, I was the kid that, you know, didn't do things, quote unquote, the right way. I did it the challenging way for my parents (laughs) and she never, it was not something that she damned me for. It was something that she helped hone in for me, if you will. You know, she, she didn't say, well, you can't do it. She just said, okay, well, Carol's going to do it her way. And how can I help her to do it so that she is successful? And that is so incredible to have that. It was really special. Yes. If I were
0: able to ring her up today and ask mm-hmm. her as she sits around with afternoon tea, if you will, <laughs> with her, with her best girlfriends, Yeah. And if I were to say, what are you most proud of that Carol has accomplished? What do you think she
1: would say? Oh gosh, Cynthia, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> this is a safe zone. Oh, what would she say? Uh, maybe that I always find a way that I'm not conventional.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm sure she is so proud of you. (laughs) So proud of you for doing it your way and being authentic and saying, I want to change lives and I'm going to do it the Carol way Yeah, because I know that the Carol way is my best way.
1: yeah. Yeah. She used to say, and hopefully I can say this, but she used to say, Carol. Yeah. You have a knack for, you know, falling in a pile of, you know what, and coming out smelling like a, you know, a bunch of roses. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think she would be proud of the fact that I, I just I don't give up. I really don't give up. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. And and they and I think she'd be proud of the fact that then I want to do that for other people. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think that so too. you made me cry, <laughs> and I'm very sappy. This is a so space. <laughs> that makes two of us. That makes two of us. Your
0: children. Yes. I'm sure you've been a great influence on them. What lessons when they were kids, do you hope that they take into adulthood and beyond?
1: Yeah. Well, they are both adults now. They're 2021. And I hope a couple things. I hope they see that whatever path you take, you can make it your own but you have to work hard nothing comes easily you have to work hard you have to set your mind to something you can be creative in your solutions and creative in your answer but you have to work for it and you have to do things for the right reason and and i'm, I'm really proud of my boys because i think they're really great young men and i think that they're nice young men and I really appreciate that. But I hope they I hope they look at me. And actually it's it's funny because right over here on my desk I have a couple poems they wrote me from when they were little. And one of the things that they wrote was that, you know, again, you put your mind to something and you always get it done. And I think that's great. And I, I hope that they carry that through with them as they get older too, that knowing that with some work and some, you know, some creativity and some unique strategies, you can get anything done that you want to get done. Yes. It takes that persistence and perseverance. Yeah. But
0: it also comes from overcoming adversity. So on your path to success of where you are, if, when I speak of adversity, what Mm -hmm. one adversity comes to mind that you are most proud of that you overcame?
1: Oh gosh. Wow. Well, like I told you, my path has been very, very windy. And I, I think one of the things that it no longer bothers me, but it bothered me for a long time is that I didn't finish college. I, I quit probably in the last semester you know, of senior year and so close, but I didn't complete it. And it's funny because I have another client who did a very similar thing that I did. And we joked around and we said, you know, what really happened is that we promoted ourselves out of college. (laughs) That's our story we're sticking with. Because what happened is that we both found jobs that we really loved and we were successful and we just didn't go back. And you know, to some to some degree, pun intended and no pun intended, it would be nice to have that, <laughs> yeah. right? It would be nice to have that piece of paper. I think it's valuable for a lot of different reasons. But I also think that I have proven to myself and others that it's not necessary to be good at what you do. And it's not necessary to be successful at what you do. And it's not necessary to reach your goals. What is necessary is hard work and a good work ethic, that's necessary. It doesn't mean that I don't have the same amount of training and knowledge and education as some other people. I just did it my way. And that that goes mm-hmm. back to that, you know, Carol's gonna do it her way, you know, attitude that my mom used to just throw her hands up at and somehow mm-hmm. it worked out. So. I think that's probably the biggest thing is that from a mindset point of view, it bothered me for a while. And I always had, I was always afraid, is somebody going to ask, is somebody going to ask? And you know what? I'm okay with it now. Mm -hmm. I'm also, you know, not 30. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm over it. But you know, I look at my kids too. And you know, one is going the college path and one's going the trades path and you know, good for them. Good for them. Build a business. Yeah. Build a business. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Build a life.
0: Yeah. uh, Not everyone's path is the same. Yes. Yeah. Create a life, a life well lived. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I were to contact Carol of 21, Carol at 21, and I said, Carol, complete this sentence. I am blank. What would 21 year old Carol say?
1: Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh, Cynthia, I don't even know how to, I mean, that's such a simple question with, but it's so hard to answer. I am what I'm, I might have to say, oh, I see, you know, I went back to college when I was 21. So I went for a semester, stopped, worked, and then I went back to college at 21. And I was not really focused. I am unfocused. (laughs) And okay. Okay. I I mean, truly, because I I was having a blast, but I wasn't really doing what I needed to do. I was having a hard time figuring out what I wanted to, I mean, I thought I wanted to be in the FBI. I thought I wanted to be on Broadway. I thought I wanted to be in the FBI. I thought I wanted to be a journalist. You know, I thought I wanted to be a cop. I (laughs) wanted to be a lot of different things. And I, I just didn't have a lot of focus. I had a great time. I was very happy, but I don't know that college was for me even at that time, you know, I might've been better to be a college freshman at 25, could be, who knows, but here we are today, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And the great thing about having those dreams of I can go to the FBI or I can do this or I can do that, that tells me that you had confidence in your abilities because not everybody says I can go into the FBI. Some people to add that negative inner critic saying well, you can never do that, but your inner critic said, why not me?
1: Yeah, here's what's interesting though, Cynthia, is that you know, the, the, when I was in high school, I really did want to be I really did think I wanted to be on Broadway or I wanted to be, you know, a a, a singer. And what I couldn't figure out it was what how to do it. You know, I wish I had the gumption, as my mom would say, that I have now early on. I mean, I I admire so many of these people that, you know, they're really young and they figure it out. That was the part I had a problem with. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out how to get to where I really wanted to be. And so everything else was kind of a second choice. And I think that's why I wasn't focused because it wasn't really what I really wanted to be. Now, fast forward all these years, right? And every, all the little things that I love to do have come together in this thing I call the image impact group that that everything has come together. I'm a bit of a detective (laughs) trying to unearth things with my clients. I get a little bit of the showmanship when I do presentations and keynotes. I get a, a bit of the journalist when I get to share content on social media and in blogs. So everything has kind of come together in a very strange way, but you know, you have to go through the Rocky to get to the smooth, right? That is true. <laughs> I think it also ha- has a
0: lot to do with creativity and exercising those options. If I can't do it this way, yeah, it still can be repackaged, but I still get to do
1: it. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's a great quality. And I I think that a lot of people forget that we are the masters of our ships Mm -hmm. and it may not come one way. It may not look one way, but every day you get to, you have the opportunity to create the life you want and reinvent yourself.
1: Yes, absolutely. Every single day. 100%. You really, each and every one of us really is unstoppable. The, the stop part yes. comes from our own inner critic, as Kim Smith would say, you yes. know, or, you know, it comes from yeah. a, a lack of belief or a mindset that mm-hmm. just hasn't shifted to positive yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Correct. So if I were to ask Carol today yeah. to complete the sentence, I
1: am, what would you say? I would say I am confident. I, I feel really well-rounded confident right now. And it feels really good. You know, you you get older, your life changes, things are, you know, are not always easy. But I feel yeah. that that base confidence where even when my mindset, you know, takes a, a nosedive, I can kind of dig in and say, okay, hang on a minute, <laughs> you've got mm-hmm. this. And like you said, redirect re-envision figure it out yes but having the confidence to know that I'm capable of that feels really good and and that again comes from my mom yes
0: yeah I I was about to ask how much did mom have to do with that and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I see I see that those parallels in there mm-hmm. yes <laughs> if mom can do it I can do definitely. it definitely <laughs> yeah yes so tell us about your book. You released a book, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, during COVID,
1: because <laughs> why wouldn't
0: you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, why, why not? Why not? Why not? Tell us about hands. the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's actually just, it, it's a little tip book. And you know, it's so funny, you and I both uh, know the fabulous Mimi Brown. and Oh, yes. Yes. And Mimi was the one that prompted me to do this. And she kept saying, stop saying just stop saying it's just a little tip book. She's like, this is bite size. And actually she did, she did a a quote for me on it. And I think she called it bite size brilliance, which I appreciate. (laughs) But really what it is, is it's 49 tips to really, again, find your voice in a crowded space. You know, it, it's not enough to just, it's not enough to just be, you've got to be intentionally and you've got to carve out your space so that, you know, you, you can get to the goals, you can get your end goal and you can help others get to their goals. So it's 49 tips, you know, I'll give you a couple, couple weeks off if you want to read a tip a day or a tip a week. And uh, it just is kind of my, my thought on, and what you need to do and different strategies to to help move you forward. What's the number one thing you learned about
0: yourself while writing the book?
1: You know, I think one of the things that I learned about myself is that, you know, because I am creative, I'm always trying to recreate and add on and all these things and i realized that i already had what i needed i needed to slow down i needed to reevaluate i needed to organize and utilize fully the things my ip that i already had you know, it, I, I get excited. Like, for instance, I was up till 2.30 this morning because something popped into my brain at 10.30 and I just couldn't get it out. And I, you know, I I, I I, needed to do all these different things. Right. So I have those moments of, you know, that creative, you know, energy that goes awry. And in yeah. doing the book, you have to be strategic. you you got to reel it in. <laughs> and yeah. I realized Land that- the plane. Yeah, I realized that I was capable of doing that. It was not, it was not my first nature. Thankfully, I have a sister who that is the way that, you know, she rolls. (laughs) So she came in and helped me to kind of organize my thoughts a little bit and to make it a little bit easier on myself without thinking I had to reinvent the wheel, you know, if you will. There are so many of
0: us that are in crowded spaces and like you have carved out your own path Mm -hmm. and you've made it work and you're successful. When you think about those women whom you admire, what do you think that the collective has that makes them unstoppable yourself included?
1: I think it's the desire to be heard and i kind of say that with a question but i i you know i mean I, it's one of those things where so much pop, is popping into my brain but i think the overall thing is that each one of the women that i work with is ready to step out they're all somehow going through a transition and the transition might be mm-hmm. that you know they are tired of being in corporate america and now they want to be a coach consultant it might be that they yeah. have been an engineer and now they're going into a sales focused position that's different and they need to step out. They need to be recognized for the experts that they are. And you know, Dorie Clark is, is a fantastic personal brand expert and she has what you call, what she calls the recognized expert. And I think the people that are coming to me, not only want to be recognized, but really what they want to be is remembered as the go-to expert. And that's kind of the difference maker there is that, you know, people should know who you are, but they, you also have to be remembered when they need you (laughs) and they have to choose you. Yeah. That's that visible piece coming just flying back in is that, you know, you have to be seen that you have to be able to find you. It's really funny. And this is kind of an aside, but I I just did a video um, about the fact that even in your emails, you've got to give us a company name or a website or a link to your you because we have to understand who you are and we're not going to choose you as our go-to expert. If we don't know anything about you.
0: I agree. And they're ready to be seen, be heard and be remembered. Yeah. For the right reasons. Yes, absolutely. Let's get that caveat in there. Yeah. (laughs) I saw that video and what struck me was the, how, they always say in business, make it easy for your customer to do business with you. But yeah. I like you get those prospecting emails and there's no signature, there's no phone number, there's no LinkedIn URL. Yeah. I'm not going to work that hard to figure out who you are yeah, so that you can influence me. It, it's it's exactly. kind of backwards.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> the onus of communication is on the person trying to communicate. Not on the listener. Yes. Right. And part of communication exactly. is, a, is a link at this point. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the simple things. Just, mm-hmm. just the link. Yeah. I had Dory
0: Clark on Unstoppable last week, and oh. she was phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I was in awe the entire time. I read her book, Reinventing You, which mm-hmm. helped me reinvent myself when I went from corporate America to entrepreneur. And I had to have her on. So I'm glad you mentioned her because she is amazing.
1: Yes. Incredible. Phenomenal. She She does authentic, like maybe nobody I know. And you know, she just, nobody. She's pretty amazing. Yep. Carol, one last question, actually two last questions.
0: (laughs) When you think about those, (laughs) when you Mm -hmm. think about those people who know you love you and you respect you Mm -hmm. when you are no longer here, What do you want them to say about you?
1: Oh, geez, Cynthia, like, you're killing me here. (laughs) I hope they, gosh, I hope that I brought a sense of fun and I hope that I provided a safe place for them to discover themselves and... I think that's got to be it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That is more than enough. That is more than enough. I know that our listeners are going to want to get
1: more of you. Mm. How can they do that? Oh, gosh. Well, I love that. (laughs) A couple of things. Probably the very best place you can find me is on LinkedIn. I'm there just about every day and connect with me there, you know, send me a message. If you have a question, I also have an assessment called the image impact assessment, which gives you some insight as to where you are versus where you could be when it comes to that voice acronym. So if that, anybody's interested in taking that, certainly reach out and I can send you the link. And um, they can also awesome. go to theimageimpactgroup.com. Remember the V, theimageimpactgroup.com. So those are the best ways to reach me
0: fabulous this has been so inspiring and you are awe-inspiring so thank you very much for taking the time to share your wisdom and your pearls of wisdom as I call them <laughs> well, yes thank and you, thank Cynthia. you for sharing stories about your mom yeah. yeah
1: well thank you and thank you for making me cry, cry twice that's my <laughs> 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 no that's just, you know like, I didn't want to a do sign that of a, that's a sign of a great interview Cynthia is when when you can dig up something that is that valuable. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you
0: for being here, Carol. I am, I'm excited to, to do more work with you. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Bye everybody. <laughs> My pleasure.